All right, welcome to the Monday Night Men's Forum. I am Matt of Farm Hop Life, and tonight we have Christopher with uh, Secure Coop, Long Story Farms, and Scott from Thriving the Future Podcast. How's it going, guys? Hey, good. Doing great. Good. Thanks for being here. Yeah. You got a new so, studio there, Matt? I got kicked out of my office. We're uh, I'm doing some remodeling of my own. That's a cool. Don't ask there. me. Don't. Yeah, these are barn doors that I made. So. Oh man, great. That's your closet? Yep. That's just my closet. So that's cool looking. Thanks. Um where were we? Oh yeah, personal events. Christopher, go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh so in anticipation of this of tonight's uh con um theme. Oh yeah, can I you said... tell us what that is? Because I did not <laughs> I did not explain what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> Sorry, tonight's... I, I distracted you on the barn doors. Uh, tonight's theme is uh energy in, in, in when it hits the fan. You know, yes. so how do, how do you get, how do you deal with energy, energy, need for energy? And uh, so I, I got, I've got these solar panels, six kilowatts of solar panels, but I haven't done, like done anything with them, you know, just been dragging and light my butt and dealing with other issues. And I finally said, you know, I got this thing coming up. So I plugged them all up and uh, plugged them into the inverter and they lit them up one, one string at a time. And uh, I was happy with that. And then tonight I am building a, uh, a lithium battery from scratch it's it's a bunch of cells mm. yeah there it's like a really inexpensive way to go and uh but you have to you have to do a little bit of diy work it's nothing hard at all you like like threaded rods and some screws and attach the bms and it's pretty much done so you know it's a real good value and you do and if something breaks you can fix it yourself so so because of this podcast you got work done so i'm getting a for Free secure coop when? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out of beta. Yeah, I was doing some beta testing on it this week. Uh, That's it, awesome. It some bugs, but you know we're getting there. Awesome. The, the, the nice. phone app is a is, is incredibly hard, and I've even hired somebody. And I, you know, it's like, uh, are we ever going to finish this thing? But yeah, we're we're making it little Good. by little, chipping away at it. Good. That's it's the only way to do it. Yeah. So. Go ahead. Long story. Um, really, I don't have anything momentous going on. We've been uh, doing, we did uh, pretty well at the farmer's market last weekend. We just picked up an order of chicken sausage. I took 80 chickens to the processor and we got back 182 pounds of of nice. ground chicken. And uh, Sounds anyway, yeah, we just had some tonight. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, just, um, you know, day job's been really uh, demanding lately and um uh, just trying to find time to get everything else done, you know? Yeah. And I, I, and I have, um, you know, I've got three different solar arrays on the farm. So we can talk about that a little bit more, but this, uh, I thought this was a cool topic and I didn't mean to jump on the last two weeks, but, uh, I was out working in the farm or doing my J job or something. So I wasn't able to make it, but I'm excited. Real work. <laughs> Not talking about work. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it tends to be like right now with the day job, I'm, I'm pretty busy until pretty late. And then if I get off in time, I, I'm either like got to get in bed. I had a 6 a.m. call last Tuesday, so I didn't want to stay up late <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Can't blame yeah. me there. Yeah, it's yeah. already late for you. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. I liked your yep. video with the pigs eating uh, black walnuts. That was kind of funny. Dude, that blew my mind. I could not believe the sound. It was it's like a, <laughs> such a natural sound, but it still like scares the crap out of me. <laughs> They're so strong, man. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You ever see that movie uh, Snatch? Yes. Or was it Train Spotting with the, with the pigs? They go through bone like butter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought of when he's talking about that. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, Scott, well, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Long story. I just, I just throw in something about the pigs. We, um, we had four um, about a year ago. And uh, one of them, I don't know if he died or got killed, but he, there wasn't much left when uh, we realized he was gone. Um, and when we realized he was gone, he was gone. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Destroy. I mean, we just wow. like a, there was like a shoulder yeah. blade and the skull. That was it. <laughs> oh my gosh, brutal. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Scott, you got any cannibals on your place? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I've been uh, planning 
elderberry cuttings cut off a piece of elderberry branch and stick the stick in the ground and it takes off where you put it it's pretty amazing so and then i've been uh planting um apples from seed that i got from the skill cult guy so he hand pollinates two different trees and then he takes that apple and then saves the seed and you don't have to uh you don't have to graft or anything so it's kind of interesting i got i need to talk to him a little bit more about it so your apple guy he does it from seed yeah yeah so basically what he does is he hand pollinates between two trees that he that he wants to get across right and then he puts a, a bag around the branch so that nothing else can get oh, in yeah. there and fertilize it and then if he likes the taste of the apple because it'll be like a, a cross between he's got this thing called apple ap, apple lusa and uh cherry crush or something and then if he likes the taste of it then you'll save the seed and then sell the seeds hmm. so i ended up getting a bunch of seed from him and wow. i'll plant them out and see what happens i thought apple was that weird plant that like if you cast seeds from that apple like you get what there's like five seeds in an apple so you get five different right. varieties yeah so... if it's open pollinated then you would get that so you know you get whatever say whatever that cluster of flowers but he'll hand pollinate it and then he and then he bags it off so no more okay. insects can get in there right and then uh and then he gets the apple that he likes discards the ones that he doesn't like right and then he'll say oh this this tastes is like cherry crush or something one of one of the ones he has is called cherry crush and then so then he'll save the seed from that and so yeah. it's it's totally different i've you know then you don't have to wait your five years or whatever to find huh. out what you got i mean you do when you plant the thing but it's a little sure. bit different than grafting or whatever so that's uh that's one of the things i'm trying this year nice that sounds pretty cool. And that's a badass name. Cherry Crush Apples. <laughs> yeah. I like I like ap I like Apple Lusa, you know, like a horse name. This <laughs> is Apple Usa. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got one nice. called Pink Parfait as well. So yeah. Pink Parfait. Good. Yeah. Um good. this weekend, uh I finished building the closet in my son's room, which I didn't know my wife didn't want done right this second. She'd bite. He goes, it'd be nice if his closet was like this. And I didn't know that that wasn't terribly important this second. And so I like worked on it all weekend. And it wasn't until like yesterday I was, that it, I, I figured out I, I didn't need to get that done just now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could, I was it's out like, of the way, though. It's out, it's of, out the of the way. I could have done a yeah. hundred other things, but it's done. It looks good. So. And then, uh, and I paid off one of my credit cards today, so Woo! that felt good. That's a good yeah, feeling. Yeah, that is a good feeling. So, got a long ways to go, but we're yeah. getting there. So, yeah, I, I hear you. We got like a year and a half on our on one of our loans. <laughs> but when that one's done, I'm gonna pick up some lithium batteries for the solar array. I, I've decided. So, as a treat to debt. yourself. Yeah, I'll go back into debt. <laughs> because it'll pay for itself i mean you know um lithium batteries used to be the old lead batteries never paid for themselves with solar but uh, lithium they do have a real good they have a long you know, 15 20 year lifespan so you know what could pay for more lithium batteries and your debt uh -huh. selling secure coops <laughs> yes sir i know i know I could You'll hire get there. somebody to uh, finish this solar array, and then I could be, you know, working on it <laughs> full time. There you go. <laughs> oh, just going to more debt. <laughs> so, speaking of energy, uh, collapse now, avoid the rush. Scott, you sent me some interesting questions this morning about this topic. Um, I'm, I'm not prepared. Here we go. <laughs> what problem are we trying to solve? That is a good That's, question. That is a good question. Loss of power equals generator or solar. Uh, do you want to explain this or do you yeah, want sure, me to sure. rattle the... Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so basically um, collapse now and void the rush is, is do we make the jump now so that we avoid the trouble in the future, right? 
and you could take it from a prepping standpoint or you could take it from uh, I'm going to reduce my footprint now or whatever, right? So to be able to address the energy, it's what problem are we trying to solve? If it's a if you're trying to solve a loss of power, I want to be able to be able to be sustainable in case I lose power. Then you solve that by a generator or a battery bank. Um, if you want to lower your energy bill, then you'd you'd have solar with a grid tie. And then if you want self-sufficiency and prepping, you'd probably have a solar with battery bank. You'd either be off-grid or a hybrid setup. Sure. That was my brainstorming this morning. So. No, I like it. Let's um, long long story. Uh, why don't you why don't you go through your system and we'll just we'll just jump in yeah, as with, with questions or comments. Yeah. Um. Well, so first of all, I did all this myself, and so I have made all the mistakes you're able to make. Mm -hmm. Um. But we we did we did a little. We have a. It's only three three kilowatt array. We've got a Schneider Electric 5548 Connects um, inverter with a uh, MPPT 150, 6150, whatever. It's 150, 60, uh, the numbers that go with it. It's also Schneider Electric. Um, and we started off with only two kilowatts, and we were doing, uh, we had two in series, four in parallel. Is that right? I said it backwards. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired, guys. Um, That's all right. But uh, so anyway, we had we had you know two, yeah, two in series, four in parallel, and the nominal voltage was 60, 60 volts, and the voltage of the system is forty eight volts. Well, the guy that we bought when when I bought it, the guy I was, I was talking to, the sales guy, or whatever, um, he was like, yeah, yeah, that should work, you know. Um, that was completely wrong. Um, you need a much bigger voltage differential. Um, so we added another another set of um, set of panels, and we are doing now three in series, four in parallel. So now you know we're up to like ninety volts. So it's like almost double on the on the panel side versus the batteries. And basically, you know, the the way that I was taught to think about it was voltage is like pressure. So you want more pressure from the PV side so that it pushes into the battery, so to speak, so to speak, right? Um, so that was the first big challenge because, like, um, the batteries were just crapping out, low voltage warnings all the time. I couldn't figure out what's going on. And then, you know, burned up a set of lead acid batteries, like a $1,000 set of golf cart Ooh. batteries that we were using. Um, so we got that fixed, and <clears throat> I kept adding loads to it because I'm an idiot. Um <laughs> And we were just discharging it too deep. And and what what was really happening is I was brooding the chickens with the the plate heaters, and I would run those at night. And you know, there's no there's no sun, of course, at night. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, uh, but anyway, there's no sun at night, so it's just pulling off the batteries. And so I was discharging those lead acid batteries way too deep. Sure, I did not understand that either. So you know, th they basically need to be about fifty percent. And if you don't have a 50% or higher from a, like a total charge capacity or whatever, you're damaging the batteries. Yeah. So at that point I was like, okay, this is the second, you know, set of, and basically in three years I've burned up $2,000 worth of the batteries. Ooh. So I said, if I keep at this rate, it's probably like, uh, like Chris was saying, it's better to go with lithium, lithium ion batteries. So yeah. I, I went up to, I went, I went and got two of those, um, and that worked great. And then the charge controller just quit, which is unusual. It's just very unusual. So I, I, I go up there and, you know, the battery's on zero and, I didn't, you know, nothing's working and all that. And um, got that replaced. Took a, took a little while um, to get it here, but got it replaced. And uh, system's been working great since then. Um, and then I was like, well... I need another freezer because I've got, you know, seven freezers full of meat or I had six at that time full of meat. And, uh, I just, I went to pick up some pigs and I needed more, more another freezer. So I got a seventh freezer and, um, and I ended up because of the way I'd set up the AC side, I ended up unbalancing the two legs on the inverter mm. and that'll cause your inverter to go nuts. I mean, it goes nuts. And I don't even know how to explain the behavior, but it was very weird behavior. <laughs> um, 
one battery would be totally discharged. The other one wasn't, you know, it was just weird. Um, so, um, fix that. And, uh, what, what we have, so we have right now we have, I've got another four, I'll, I'll, I'll bumping, I'll be bumping up to just over four kilowatts. So I've got another, another kilowatt of panels. Um, I also bought three more lithium ion batteries and I'm going to move the two that I have because these are different brands and I can explain that if you guys want. I'm going to move the two that I have had the longest to my house because I don't have any solar at the house right now. This is all for the farm. And I bought three from a guy in Florence. It's called Langston's Alternative Power. Um, and I'll give Spencer a shout out. He's, he's a good guy to deal with. Um, so, so I was going to go with like a, you know, uh, you know, like not a Renogy, but a, a brand name, you know, that's in the market for to get, I was going to get a third battery of the same brand that I already had. Well, they wanted four grand for the battery. I'm like, whoa. Like, I mean, okay. is that? Yeah, uh, 100 amp hours, 48 watt, 48 volt. So it's pretty uh, big, you know. Yeah, it's not okay. it's not really that far off from what you see in the market. But Spencer had them for 1,800 bucks. Well, Same thing. Go. So yeah. I, I bought three from Spencer, and I'm going to move the two older ones to my house, and um, you know get going with that. And so that's my farm setup. I have another small array, which is nine uh, 900 watts with um, just two lead acid deep cycle batteries. It's uh, from RPS Rural Power Systems. They do um, like solar well pumps. And uh, I bought their system to back up a well, but I haven't put the well pump in yet. So I've got my well guys delinquent getting over here and helping me drop it in the, in the hole. But um, I've been using that to run one freezer and some lights where we, where we, run, where we milk the cows. Um, I have another small one, 400 uh, watts that just with like a Renogy, just a, like off the shelf battery charger, charger, charge controller, and uh, you know, little inverter. So I've got like different scale, um, and uh, I feel pretty competent now in terms of just installing them, setting them up, understanding what the loads they can handle, all that. You know, uh, you know, startup amps for those compressors on all the freezers. You know, you know, what I'm saying like there's there's just all these little nuances that you have to figure out and. Um, I jokingly tell people when I started building this thing, I didn't know what a bolt was. Um, but you know, you gotta learn how to use a meter and you gotta be safe. You gotta, you know, double and triple check all your wiring and, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta torque your lugs down. And there's just a lot of little things like that, that, that are important. Um, cause this stuff is powerful. And if you get something screwed up, you can get a lot of heat in there and cause some problems. So it's, yeah. uh, gotta be careful. But anyway, that's my story. <laughs> I hope that's not too long-winded. Sorry about that. Do you still have the old <laughs> uh, dead dead lead lead batteries? One set is in good shape. The other set, yeah. um, I think they froze when we had a real hard freeze around Christmas. They're all broken okay. now. <laughs> the reason I was asking is there is it is possible to recondition old lead batteries. You look, you can use um, Epsom salt, and uh there's also a method that uses uh a uh, welding rig there's there's a few different ways to recondition you're not going to yeah. get the same capacity but you know it's better than throw than recycling or throwing away yeah you know, a buddy of mine told me that so we were we were gonna we were gonna work on them whenever i get a chance yeah. it's one of those projects that's right 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 <laughs> i've got exactly the same project i yeah. picked up some old uh lead lead trojan batteries and i just you know golf cart batteries and that's I just got set them aside, but the, but that's uh, yeah, that's something I'm, I want to try and do with that is recondition those guys. Yeah, I definitely with the the second set I want to try to do that. The the first set, like I said, I I left them out. Um, they weren't in they weren't in any way covered when we had that real hard freeze where it was like you know nine degrees for you know thirty six hours and below freezing for like seventy two hours, which is very unusual for us. But anyway, those batteries they're cracked and broken, so they're. Uh. they're I think they're messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Those types of batteries, don't they like get like off gas? Like if they get too old, like they can let out um, some like toxic fumes and. In theory, but it, the, the, the hydrogen is very, very, it likes to go up to outer space. So yeah. as soon as it gets out of your, it's like a mouse fart. It goes up to outer space. You know I mean, if you had like right. a hermetically sealed, 
utility closet that you're keeping your batteries in might be a problem, but yeah, but otherwise, other than that, yeah, a standard, yeah, people over over get over concerned about that, but it's never been a, a real issue. It was on that ep, that was on uh, that show, um, Homestead Rescue, where someone's like their batteries were like corroding and they couldn't even oh. sleep in their own house. And it was oh, like, so, uh, and I thought it was like a bunch of hype, but yeah, it sounds never, like the producers. Sounds like the That's producers exactly needed a storyline. So it sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, That's one exactly thing. What it was. One thing um, I, I should have mentioned about the lithium batteries. They can they can handle discharge down to about twenty percent of their capacity. And with the BMS, you can really you know track that really closely. So they're a lot easier to to keep them safe than than it is with uh, lead acid. Blood acid really doesn't have a charge percentage that you can really monitor. You have to look at voltage, and you know if you get below nominal voltage, they're they're getting too deep, too deeply discharged. So, how does the lithium ion stack up against like what is it like lithium ion, iron, lithium iron phosphate or something like yeah. that? Like that, yeah, okay, that's what, so, that's what I'm talking about. Go ahead, go ahead. You know more. Well, I, I was going to say uh, this is a lithium ion, and it's a little better. Um, I think the weight is better. I, I don't care about the weight, but I, I cared about the price on this one. Uh, but uh, the phosphate is is just kind of, uh, it, it's kind of similar. It's a little bit less explosive and a uh, very long cycle life. And so you can expect 15, 20 years if you gotcha. don't, if you don't abuse them, just use, like he said, 80% discharge and uh, keep them in a, you know, in a, in a room temperature kind of a way place or you know just 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 treat them like you would a pet and they'll give you you know 15 20 years and the price is good They've, they're now down to around um 300 per, per kilowatt hour which is uh I, I bought a um just two years ago i bought a, a lithium a medium quality called a sock sok and it was about uh, twelve hundred dollars, and now they've come down to like, like three hundred, four hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, I wish I'd have done. No, the sock was a little bit was it was a double, so it was like six hundred, six hundred gotcha. to about three hundred. Yeah, so they've about halved. Imp- they they the, the 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 difference between the medium build, decent quality six hundred dollars to down to the the lowest China, but still usable is about $300. So, yeah. Scott, you ever mess around with any, uh, any uh, solar or any other like alternative energy for the house or even like a shed? Uh, not solar. We've got, you know, the usual solar electric, uh, fencing, but other than that, yeah, most of mine is I've got a battery bank and I've got a generator. I haven't gone solar yet. Sure. I've got the generator that doesn't work and that's about it. So. Well, yeah, that's the that's the lesson learned is that yeah. I got to clean you, it or something. I don't know. Like uh, I, I got lazy and didn't run it every month. So and see, and that's um, the lesson learned. So I got a new generator the year before last. And uh, you're supposed to start it and then let it run for 10 hours before you put a load on it. I started it or I didn't start it. It started just shooting gas out of the carburetor. Oh, whoa. Whoa. So I, if I didn't start it and I put it in the garage, then I would have had a rough, I would have uh, right? had, a, had rough, a rough night. Yeah. It would have been bad Yeah, trying to use it later. And it takes forever to get RMA on them. I mean, absolutely oh. forever. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. And it, I, I think it took four months to get an RMA and send it back. Something that people I- don't often think about is that it will stand in for a generator you can run um, your fridge or, or, you know, cell phone chargers and, and stuff, internet router off an inverter from your car. You know, yep. like 50 yeah, watt inverter. Ran the What's podcast that? off an inverter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Oh, that's cool. You know, um, I had, um, so some of you guys may know, but I, I lived in Chile for a few years. And um, before I, well, when I got back from Chile, I, I, I saw this um, Generac diesel. It's got XD 5000E, so it's 5,000 watt, 6,500 startup capacity uh, diesel generator. And I, and I saw it, um, I think it was around 3,300 bucks. And 
I was like, well, I'm going to have the solar system. I need a backup generator. And I bought it. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, it started throwing low voltage warnings or not warnings. <laughs> when I tested it with my meter, which I know how to use now, um, so it was giving me like 83 volts per leg. And so I just had the entire electrical side replaced. Um, and what I'm looking at is like, I've run that thing like a thousand hours. And if you look at the money I put into it, like the up till now, 3,300 bucks for 1000 hours, that's $3 and 30 cents an hour plus fuel. Right. I'm just like looking at generators right now. I'm just thinking, man, that is a very inefficient way to, ge to get power. Very, very inefficient way to get power, but it yeah. works. I mean, oh, it's yeah. something I mean, that you, you have it, now you and it works. It, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you know how to just, fix it. I just want to say, like, you know, it's 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 not great. And I think it goes back to what Scott was saying a minute ago. It's like, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Like, yeah, I, I was talking to some um, the guy that actually helped me repair the thing. He he does um, the backup generator installation, and he was saying that, oh yeah, man, you like 22 kilowatt propane generator mass which you know that's where you ought to go and i'm like i think i could get by with like 11 or 12 maybe 14 max for my house because we don't use we're not trying to be those kind of the kind of people that the power goes off and the lights flicker and we're like huh. well you know like we're not trying to like not notice that there's something going wrong you know um but that, that's a big question I, I i see these people that are doing like you know like 30 kilowatt solar arrays and stuff, or they're doing these huge backup generators. And I think they're solving the wrong problem. You know, yeah. I really do. Like, uh, I like the small, I think small solar is, is right. I don't think a 30 kilowatt array on top of my house would make sense in any circumstance, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, and everybody around here has, uh, they're just they're just snookered into uh, hooking up to the hooking their solar up to the grid, so they're just mining for the electric company, and then the electric <laughs> company keeps reducing the amount that they'll pay them for the energy Ooh. they're generating. See, that's the promise of that grid tie is supposed to be able to save you a ton of money, and I guess it doesn't. No, you end up breaking even usually. So there's there's two there's two different kinds. There's the what did he call it? Net metering, where basically they'll they'll never send you anything. And then there's the other one where, like Brian was talking about, you know, where it's three cents. It's three cents. They'll buy it for three cents, but then they'll sell it to you for thirty cents mm. a kilowatt hour, but, right? But a lot of those and, um, a lot of those setups, though, they're putting them in where if the grid goes down, you don't have power. Because right, they, yeah. none of those people those. have power. Yeah, yeah. They, and people are going, "Oh, I'm I'm set now. I got my solar." No. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then Explain and then how that that's, works. They're doing how it. That work? They're doing so, it from a so they don't have any battery backup. And they don't yeah, have like the, the grid acts like a battery. Oh. Yeah, so they don't have uh, they don't have the power wall or the Generac power wall yeah. or whatever. So you know, it's basically they're they're mining for the electric company and when the power goes out they're out because that mm. that power is going out on the grid 100 yeah. percent of the time right and uh <laughs> yeah it's like and i'd say probably 90 percent of the people around here who have solar have that set up yeah except for a handful of people that are off grid yes. and and uh we did a we did an episode two episodes about it last month and uh <laughs> it's like you can't even get a consistent answer from the county guy who's going to be inspecting you. So you have county guy number one comes out and he'll tell you, oh, yeah, you're good. But he's, you know, it's like he he's in the pocket of, of one of the vendors. And then county guy number two comes out to do your final inspection. Oh, that's all wrong. You got to have this guy. You got to have this company. And, you know. Oh and stuff and uh the insurance companies are all in on it you know and mm. then they won't they won't let you grid tie discuss you yeah mm. so it's like it's crazy yeah scott you mentioned something earlier uh called hybrid and that's what we, we did we're, we chose hybrid which is like the best and the worst of of both off-grid and 
grid tie. Mm -hmm. So uh, ours is off grid in the middle of the day while the sun's shining, it's off grid. Then the power, the light, the, the sun, you know, goes down, the power output is reduced and the, uh, the inverter switches over to the grid. So I oh, okay. did that because I wanted to one, uh, save money, which really is harder to, I thought, I thought you couldn't do it with off grid. I think it is possible now. But the other reason was I thought to myself, I'd rather have some off-grid power than no off-grid power at all, like with the grid type. So it's sure. a it's a hybrid. And on top of that, uh, because we're RV living, uh, I have to I have absolutely nothing to do with permits or uh, involving anyone in the in the in the government. And no no department of making you sad. Just uh, wire it in and and go. And as far as the uh, utility company is concerned. All it looks like is all of a sudden we've started using less watts in the middle of the day. You know, I still mm -hmm. have some things on the uh, grid power, but the core loads, I've got a, uh, a mini split air conditioner that I'll be installing. So that air conditioner is going to be running on the solar in the middle of the day. And uh, after hours, it runs like a thousand watts. So it's very efficient. And um, so I'll have that going and I'll have the refrigerator and the freezer going and uh, just the core stuff. You know, and then we can just make do on on the core. And I figured, I, I calculated it works out about seven year payoff on that. Mm. And uh, with with uh, one, once I can get some lithium ion batteries, because right now I just the, this is the only you know this little little thing is the only battery that I'm going to be putting in. And it's only, it's tiny, it's tiny. It's like 32 amp hour total, 48 volts. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and the reason is that is uh, the hybrid system does need a little bit of battery like a buffer. Uh, but um, after some time, I will I, people, I want to do want to put in some lithium lithium phosphate. Now, that's lithium ion, well, but lithium, lithium phosphate and uh, put in those big, you know, bigger chunks of those dudes to, to sort of stretch us out into the evening. And, uh, you know, we lose power and we've got now power for six eight ten twelve hours instead of just four hours so it should be easier for you because you're in an rv and so right. you don't need an inverter uh yes and no uh, we also have uh solar for the 12 volt system so that's for the lights that's for the fans uh and the refrigerator can run on 12 volts uh but the um things like the uh power outlets you know regular power outlets and the air conditioners especially oh sure yeah and those are those are not those are 220 volt, and so I had to get a 220 inverter, actually a European mm. inverter. The price mm. is right, and it's a European, and it's got to got to wire it a little differently. The um, the I forget how to explain it, but like in, in America we have for 220 we have two different kinds, and you have to kind of flip things around, and so it's it's a little based bit on the risky. amps. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit risky unless you know what you're doing. So, um, hmm. but it's a European inverter and I'll be wiring that up. And then I've got a down, uh, a, a transformer to pull it down to uh, one ten volt for the rest of the loads. But the air conditioner is going to be the, um, the two twenty volts. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was hoping, could, does anyone have anything else to say about solar? Cause I was, I was looking to talk about some other, some other methods, some other options. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to move on too, man. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, one thing though, before we go, I want to throw a question in there that we can talk about throughout. But Carrington event, like solar, completely worthless if that happens. <laughs> so just a thought, you know, as we keep talking about it. Yeah. Well, you a lot of it's going to be is? a lot of it's going to be useless. I mean, wouldn't your generator be useless too? Yeah. yeah. There's there's ways. We the Carrington event, I'm assuming, like coronal mass ejection type thing, like wipes out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like big Ma deal. Okay. Massive EMP or whatever. EMP. Yeah. yeah. Alien attack. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> I mean, hey, we <laughs> got the bingo. We got the bingo card, right? right? Alien alien invasion moved from uh, 2025 bingo card to uh, 2023, 2024. <laughs> well, well uh, a guy, a, a guy that I know on MeWe, we've been brainstorming a. Um, a solar way to collect solar energy that doesn't require any panels and you could go to the junkyard and put it together in fact i've got a little diagram if you want to see it cool yeah let's see it uh, 
just share my screen. Uh, uh, present, share screen. Uh, let's find that thing. Where is it? I got too much open. Window. There it is. Okay. All right. So it's um it's it's using um either aluminum foil or mylar blanket to make this kind of a solar trough collector you see on the upper left corner. What? Okay. All right. So you put water in this center pipe that's in this collector, right? Got sun coming in. It's heating up the water in this pipe. That converts that into steam. Steam comes out of there and it goes into a uh, two cycle old weed eater engine it can be it, it doesn't the weed eater doesn't even have to be running it can as long as it like the piston rings are intact so it the steam pushes that piston up and down up and down up and down up and down spins uh, a belt spins an alternator and you're charging a uh, 12 volt battery has this so, been tried this has been tried i found a guy on youtube one guy who's doing it he said the efficiency is pretty darn low, but he <laughs> he had some ideas about how to improve it. I just have not followed up on it. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, he had he had the sucker spinning and uh, you know generating a little bit little bit of electricity. That's wild. How's it get How's it get hot enough to be able to generate steam? You would think uh, you it's get that, that parabolic. It's, parabolic yeah, it's that parabolic yeah. uh, collector there. So okay, those okay. things can can just you know get up to like a thousand degrees or something. Hmm. Sort of like, and, uh, sort of like having a uh, hot water heater hoses up on your roof, right? Yeah, or you could on the ground. It wouldn't need them on the roof. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that was the idea because I, I have a, I have this uh, long commute, right? And uh, I, I, I go into the office hour and a half, and I've got time to just sort to myself to sort of think about questions like that. And I ask myself, all right, I've got my, um, got my solar, but what if my neighbor? loses power and you know we're all lost power and i've got solar and he doesn't what can i do uh that would help them and i just started you know thinking about that situation so that's, that's when you that's when you lock and load right <laughs> well it's easier to feed, feed your neighbor than to shoot him so i don't know yeah. one bullet <laughs> can of beans i don't know maybe yeah. maybe give him one can of beans and if he comes asking again he's gonna get that bullet <laughs> yeah what's what's jack you, you get, you get he says you're gonna get you're gonna get uh you're gonna get rice and beans i'm gonna get duck eggs and Steak, good yeah <laughs> yeah that's right exactly yeah um so a couple of what like here I, I, when building my house, I, I got bad information. And so like, I am 100% tied to the grid, like all electric, like all my appliances, water heater, stove, all of it is electric. I have no gas to the house. Like we don't have heat, electric heat in Montana. Yeah. I like if I bet if I turned off my hot tub, it would, uh, <laughs> it would be a little cheaper, but my, my bill is not that bad. Um, I should, I should put a, one of those readings on the hot tub just to see how much that thing is costing me per month. And then yeah. I probably put a, put a hole in it and <laughs> send it down the hill. But anyways, um, yeah, it's not that much anyways. So like, well, if I wanted anything gas here, like propane or whatever, I'd have to have like a, one of those 320 gallon tanks out front. And then I'd have to still have a guy come in. I guess I could learn how to do it myself. That wouldn't be that big a deal probably until everyone gets killed. But (laughs) then I would need like, I would just need all new appliances to be able to cook or have hot water or, um, I mean, I don't know this, if there's much you can do about heat, uh, if, it, if you're not like, I don't, I don't have central air. Like I have like all the, all the heaters are like in the walls. Like I don't have a central system. So mm. like that couldn't be gas either because there isn't yeah. one at all. Yeah. What do you do in the summertime? Um, for ceiling fans. And we have like one unit in the uh, in the main living area that so it, it's like, you know, like those 
It's called a PTAC. You know those systems that you see underneath um, underneath windows in hotel rooms that does both hot and cold? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. I have one okay. for the entire house. Hmm. I could do like mini split, but those are... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny long story speaking of batteries i should have charged my phone um, <laughs> whoops uh i could do a mini split oh now he's gone again i could have done a mini split but uh i talked to another guy like i interviewed him he's an hvac and he's like yeah those um those mini splits like they're they're really not that great a deal you know those window units that like you you know old school ones. I mean they they look nicer now than they than they uh, did even just ten years ago. But for like five hundred bucks, you just yeah. you could buy yeah, a new one value. every year. Yeah, they're like, real good value versus the longevity of uh, of those mini splits. Right. But then what do you run them? What do you run it off of? Electricity. I don't think they yeah. make a gas powered. Yeah, and and they're higher <laughs> in wattage. You don't get the mini split hat does have really good efficiency sure that's true another couple things that i i, I found while digging oh long story are you there yeah they make uh can you hear me okay or no yep now i can yeah they they make a, a solar mini split but it's like when i was looking at them a few years ago they're like six grand a piece and i mean they were like more than double oh. just a regular mini split holy Goodness crap gracious <laughs> You just yeah. do it like I'm doing. I've got a, a, a hybrid inverter and, and our, our mini split. It'll it should work. I've yet to wire yeah. it, but I but it, all the specs are there. You could hack it yeah. together. <laughs> I got a long commute, I'll figure out a way. The uh couple of things that I found here. So like everyone knows like solo stove. Well, I found this one for like another 30 bucks. It has a better output than solo stove. Okay. So um, it's not for it's not really for heat. It's more for cooking and like charging USB devices. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Looked neat. Might pick one up for fun. Look later on. But but and the other thing that I've heard a lot about is uh, this this water lily product where like you mm. throw it in a river or a stream or irrigation ditch or something and hmm. you can you can charge charge Fire stuff really. off of it but they're like almost all sold out all the time so like i checked a couple days ago all sold out but the uh the concept is there uh throw something in the river charge stuff i wonder how they do that without a head because usually don't you usually have to have a, a strong head for a waterfall for your uh, generators, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to the, look into that. Ch- check, uh, check uh, Langston's alternative power. The guy I was talking about, Spencer, uh, out there. He's got hydro, wind, and solar stuff. It's pretty cool, man. I mean, I don't know. Good dude. But is it a uh, oh LangstonAlternativePower.com? Okay. Yep. All right, I will present again. Here we go. Share. Midnight Solar, Schneider Electric, Inverter Charger, Hydro, Hydro Generator. That's awesome. Yeah. It probably needs some head, but it says low head. So six inches. Nice. Not too bad. Yeah, he's 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 just a like he's just a you know good old southern boy uh, doing this little thing, and he's he's uh, he's got some of the salvage. Um, you know, when the solar farms when the solar farms get hit by a hailstorm, they replace all the panels. So they'll they'll dump all the rest of them on the you know the ones that weren't destroyed. They'll dump them on the on the salvage market and. You can get them for a lot cheaper that way, and uh, he carries some of those too. If anyone's interested in that, oh, um, nice! A little bit cheaper than you know the new. But is that in the uh, solar power kit? 
I don't know. I, I don't know how think? he stuff. I've just bought components hmm. from. I never bought a kit. I don't know. Sure. All right. Nice. Neat. So, I mean, we were talking about wind. And, I was just trying to mention the wind and the and the hydro because uh, we were we were off the of solar, right? Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to drag us back over there. No, 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 no. that's fine. That's fine. Um, can I can I throw something yeah. out there real quick? Um, so, like, one of the things that's super interesting to me about all this stuff, like, you know, you know, imagine like Carrington event or whatever, but you know, a lot of the stuff that we're accustomed to right now, like you were saying with propane, you're going to have like you need fuel, diesel generator, you need fuel, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, I was I, I have a friend who has a, an old plantation home, and that house because of the way that it's built handles hot and cold out you know outside temperatures extremely well i mean it is a very constant temperature um throughout the 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 year i mean even like in the summer it won't get up above about 77 or 78 um in the in the winter um it's it's not that bad to heat and it's it's more about the thermal aspect of the of the airflow than it is about uh anything else they had these tall windows they would open open the bottom um let's see how they do it they open the top and uh open the top when it's hot the bottom when it's cold i can't remember something like that but but it's also got like uh the stairwell basically is a a thermal um what do you call that anyway it's designed to, to vent out the top of the house the uh the hot air and stuff so it's just really interesting um you know the way that that people figure out how to design buildings to uh provide you know to, to minimize the need for energy you, you follow what i'm trying to say like before yeah they have all these features to increase efficiency and so yeah. your inputs are less yeah i'm not no saying i love well. that stuff no yeah. no it's fine it's fine um no i like that's I'm I'm really big into like alternative buildings, even though I didn't build one myself. Uh, if we if we were to build again, um, and someday we might, but I would definitely do it like 100% different. Um, there probably wouldn't be a two by four in this place. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, you've been to um, um, Paul Wheaton's place. Was yeah. he doing anything underground when at his place? I know he's talking yeah. about it. He did like the Mike Ayler, yeah, $500 underground house thing. Yeah, he was he in the process one? of building that. He's in okay. the process, everything there is in the process. Uh, Nothing, uh, nothing's finished. Yeah. Um, it looked cool though, yeah. Um, and the way they kind of like built the what would be like the trusses, kind of more like rafters, but the way okay. they did that was pretty cool. Um, and they use round. They do round timber framing for everything. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was round. That was a round timber framing project, right? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They did that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I, when I was there, they didn't do any of like their underground. So like that one's really like, it's really above ground. They just mounted a bunch of dirt on top of it. That's kind of how it went, or like kind of like semi in the ground, and then the dirt came over the top for like Isn't the thermal the one- mass and stuff. Is that the one where they use like the billboard vinyl as a membrane or something like that? Yes. Yep. Okay. That goes under the that goes on top of the logs under the dirt. It's just right. brilliant the way they they've come together with those ideas. Yeah. You know, you've got the dirt protecting the plastic from UV rays, and you know mm-hmm. you've got the, the wood you can source from on site, and the dirt. You, there's ways to make it that are not uh, damp and, and and too cold. It's, it's just really cool to look at. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. neat. Um, what was something else I, I had? Oh, have you guys ever looked into doing like biofuel? Yes. Yeah. I was just looking into that uh, last week. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, what does it take? It seems like it takes a lot of work. It, yes, it, it would take a lot of work. Um, my concern was the, uh, whether my car could run it. I've got a, a 2006 Toyota Sienna. They, the the newer the, there's a generation of cars you remember seeing uh, flex fuel cars and E85. Oh yeah, yeah. So those could run on pure alcohol that you make at home, hmm. uh, but these like mine um, can only run 15. percent I was look, doing some reading and researching, found out that means that it is it can tolerate alcohol in the in the fuel lines. 
so it won't deteriorate. So the, the fuel lines are good. The only trick is to change the firing timing of the injectors. And then I found a kit for 700 bucks. It's a plug and play, it's like three hour uh, plug and play. And uh, so I said, all right, so that's that's two pieces uh, figured out. The only other piece is the uh, the alcohol. And um, you can just go out and collect like we have a lot of sugar, sugar cane we could grow here or uh, carby in anything, you know, corn or anything with a lot of carbs and can be uh, not easily, but can be converted into alcohol and not so easy. Alcohol. Huh? I, I yeah. thought we were talking about like a bioreactor to make methane. That's another thing. Yeah. But um, I think there's multiple. Yeah. Yeah. There are like little other yeah. flavors. And then wood, so, what about wood gas? You guys looked at wood gas at all? Yep. Yep. That's, that's that last interesting. week. Yeah. Now the wood gas is also picky about the car it'll, that it, it'll work with. It, it, uh, like I was looking at it for a truck and, and they said, oh, that's got a plastic air intake. So if you think about it, that wood gas is coming out very hot and it goes into a plastic air manifold that'll melt that sucker. So, Didn't they make so, one on oh. Top Gear? <laughs> Did they? I think they made uh made one that ran off of like made a car that ran off of wood on top. Yeah, gear. yeah. If you can find the car that ha has the you know the, the right in intake, uh, fuel injectors are really easy. They said, but not but uh, but carbureted not so easy. Or is it the other way around? One, for one for me, running a running a generator or a small tractor with wood gas would be like that would be freaking awesome. Other than that, <laughs> I mean, I don't really you know. I don't need to drive my truck across the country with a wood gas. I mean, I, I, I know I saw a thing about a guy that did, but if I could just run like a generator on wood gas or a, a um, cause I have, I have, you know, I have, I have acres and acres of deciduous hardwoods here. I could, nice. I, I could burn nice. wood chips all day long, man. But you know, you gotta have something, you have to have something to run the chipper. So you need a wood gas tractor with a PTO to run the trip chipper. So you can keep your your wood chips coming, and then you can run a generator or something. I don't know. I pulled up a article for tonight um, from Mother Earth News. I know uh, backyard wood power generator. It used to be pretty good. So there's this whole article on how they built a uh, a wood power generator, and like the parts that they scavenged together and how they built it like the things actually like of decent size um there's yeah. a picture of it let's see if i can pull it up and you guys you guys go ahead and chime in with they were using these in uh world war ii man you know, yeah they were in german the occupied areas so pretty cool matt is totally frozen yeah yeah because my internet's a piece of <laughs> Scott, we we're, we're we're not letting you talk, man. I'm sorry. I feel like uh talk too much here. No, you got into areas that I don't know that much about biogas and all that. We had some guy that tried to do biogas here recently and just got like just <laughs> fermented and nasty. Oh yeah. How so? How did how did that happen? Uh, he tried to put the the stuff in an IBC tote outside, and then it got nasty. So I think it was mostly oh, he it was, was trying to do like the equivalent of vegetable oil or something, right? <laughs> I think it was Grant. It was Grant. <laughs> yeah, Grant's, you said got IBC few, tote. Grant's got a few IBC totes ready to you know get available. Of course, of course. Um, he's got Minecraft. He's got a Minecraft over there made yeah. out of IBC totes. You should just build a house for him and his girlfriend now, like wife, uh, out of IBC <laughs> <Wife>. totes. <laughs> he can mother of his child. <laughs> they uh, like seriously, he's gonna end up eloping the way he is, man. For real, <laughs> he's just like so When you surprise me. Oh. uh other other random thing I found, man. Can I can I bring this up? Do I have? Is this synced up? Maybe not. I hope so. This would be funny. Uh, shoot. Nope. I am not ready to share this. Uh, there's something called Airburners.com, and for starting at nine hundred thousand dollars, you can buy a 
100 kilowatt firebox, which like it turned. Let's see if I can I, I can pull up this 100 piece. 100 kilowatt. Good golly. It's like for like a whole like city or whatever. Uh, That's for your neighborhood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Airburners.com. Um, it's like a all-in-one system where like instead of like having to chop down the oh oh they make a couple of different models. All right, let me let me share this. Let me share this really quick. I've this seen is cool. the, I only looked on at a, the one. I saw these on a forum for some guys that wanted to use them to power Bitcoin miners. That's what that's hell I saw. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, products. So this is the the one I saw was the 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 big one here, this PG Firebox. That's the one that wow. is like is like massive, massive sucker. Um and then I guess they get like smaller in size. Something about like you can put in just the raw material and it chops it all up, burns it, and you get electricity out or something. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. But uh, the burn boss. The burn boss. How much is the burn boss? Let's see. Out of our price uh, ranges. Hey, there you go. Yeah, out of our reach. $78,000. <laughs> It's on a trailer though, so you can move it around. Look at this yeah. little guy. That guy can't be that much, right? The only the trench 55. burner. Yeah, only fifty-five. Oh, you're looking at it already? Are... No, I'm just guessing. I'm just throwing out numbers. Sixty. The trench burners oh, well, are. This is the price uh, is right. We we gotta get the closest number. Yeah, tre- trench burners. Some of those are just for like incinerating trash and debris. So it's interesting if they're using it to also generate electricity. That's that's kind of cool. But yeah, mm. I, I talked to some guys in a in a Bitcoin forum. They were like, "Yeah, dude, we could set this thing up." And 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 the guy, one guy was asking, like, "Well, I'm, I'm in this area. I've got these pines. I, I'm just gonna cut them now, and then I'll just burn them as I need them." And I'm like, "He he didn't. He wasn't familiar with the South and the humidity." I'm like, "Dude, those things will be powder in three years. <laughs> you won't be able to find them in three years. They'll be completely disintegrated." You know? Sure, sure. So everything wasn't rots seeing it. I wasn't seeing an output here. Like how much energy it the trench burner out. might be the incineration thing and not the energy okay. thing. That's what I think oh. that's, what, that's what that's what I was trying to say. I think that's what you're looking at. I'm I see, sure, I but. see. Huh. All right then. Well it's not very cool anymore. <laughs> well there, I think there are some that that you know, anyway, I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know what they're doing, but I don't know either. I just saw like this great big green machine that was nine hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, "Hey, look at that! That's yeah. weird." Uh, maybe I'll buy one for the neighborhood if I ever win the lottery. I, I bumped into a guy at the um, at a at a gas station here a couple years ago, not long after we got back from Chile, and he uh, he handed me a, a handful of wood pellets, and he's like speaking with this really heavy European accent, and he's like. Buy, buy, like buy land with trees, you know, like whatever. I can't, I can't do this accent. But anyway, he's like, tell me, you should buy land with trees because Europeans are going to have to make all their electricity from wood pellets in the future. We're, gonna, we don't have them. We don't have enough forest there. We're going to come here and buy all your pine trees, basically. And, um, mm. you know, and I was thinking, like, huh? He's like, he's like, we will come and get like after the after the timber company comes and takes the trees we'll come pick up all the other stuff because it doesn't matter we just need the combustible material it doesn't matter we're going to turn to pellets anyway and i thought it was pretty interesting uh, you know as a power source for commercial mm-hmm. or industrial scale uh electrical generation kind of kind of interesting you know I, I, I don't know what happened to it i haven't seen any more about it but that's that was what was hmm. saying people were burning trash uh to not freeze to death in uh in europe so there's that <laughs> Well, if you get a rocket stove, you could you actually can, you know. I heard they're not all they're cracked up to be. Rocket stove, uh, it depends on. Oh, the sorry, I'm thinking of uh, rocket, rocket mass heater. Sorry, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, the rocket stove is there's a lot of people who do them badly. They'll make them out of concrete b- bricks, and when oh. you're doing that, you're you're warming up the bricks instead of trying to heat your food. So the mass, yeah, yeah. There's a company who uh, there's a nonprofit called. Um, I can never pronounce it, a Projevo or something. They have been doing this kind of research for like 30 years, and they've got a really solid mm. design. They, they tell you about insulating the column, 
and you know you've a specific dimensions and whatever so but when I hear people that have done them poorly, my understanding is that they're very smoky and they don't yeah. draft at all because they haven't done the, they haven't designed that part well, so it doesn't it doesn't draft, and that's the issue. Sure, but hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I think mass, you know, thermal mass is important. I mean, it's like you know, solar gain having you know having thermal mass and solar gain. You know, those would be two ways you could heat your house and, and cool your house. You know, just just passive solar design, in in a in a situation where, in a low energy future, I'll just call it uh, whatever that ends up, you know, being. But um, you know, if you had a, if you have a, a trellis with vines that's you know that grows that dies back in the winter and grows in the summer, and you've got a roof line with a certain angle, you can have in in the window you can have a, a thermal mass of stone whatever. You know, you can you could really <clears throat> to you know what we were talking about about these pl old plantation homes down here, you could you could create a situation where you generate a lot of heat that can be dissipated overnight and in the winter, but during the summer when the sun is higher, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, have that solar gain. You know, those are those are all very feasible ways to manage that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You guys want to wrap up on uh, something we didn't we didn't. Uh cover that you want to talk about i've got one but i'll wait and see if scott's got one no no don't have anything else yeah the only thing is i wanted to talk about is i bought uh, some years ago about 15 years ago is real cheap on craigslist a uh uh solar water heater preheater and, and it heats the water going into the water heater so mm. that the water so the, the the heater the true water heater has to do less work Sure. And um, really simple design. It's really cool. I don't know how well it would work in other in outside of Florida, but um, it's got a uh, low pressure panels. The water goes. There's a, a tank. You you set up like a like a hot tub, and you make it out of foam and and, and plywood. The water comes out, goes up into the uh, collector, goes back down, goes up, just does this circulation. Hmm. And then your street water, the water that comes from the street, go, goes through that tank in a coil as a heat exchanger. But those two waters never touch. Mm. So you've got the outside water getting warm. And it's going up and down in the in the collector, up and down all, all day long. And then you get the street water going through that coil uh, and then out into your water heater. Mm. And so... It's a simple. It's called a drain back design, and the and the and the beauty of it is when it freezes, and we do have freezes occasionally. Uh, when, when it freezes, um, and your power dies, it drains back into the big hot tub, and nothing bursts. No pipes are burst. So, pretty clever design. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. That's that's. I'll have to see like a diagram because that's kind of hard to follow for me to. I'll I'll, I'll draw you a diagram and, and shoot it to. You. I have sure. a I have a book. Uh, on solar projects that has a diagram in one of those as well. Oh, right. cool. Yeah. I like nice. uh, Ben Falky. He was experimenting with running the water through a pile of compost. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yes. Or Gene Payne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked on a ranch that tried to do that, but they just did wood. They just did wood chips and they got the wood chips wet. But there, so there wasn't what uh, they're like oh weird this doesn't work and then now having like done my own kind of like experiments like that's because you didn't have the three you didn't have like yep. the carbon the nitrogen uh, and the whatever i can't remember i can never remember the third ones it's just yeah, browns, browns the greens, greens yeah. and the yeah the yeah so you needed all the parts and they only had like one part and that's why it didn't it didn't work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but the, yeah the, the thing i wanted to talk to just to mention is like i i think you know, I think Scott was right on at the beginning with what the question, what, you know, what, what are, what problem we're trying to solve. And, you know, I think most often people get screwed up because they have the, the wrong problem statement. So, you know, if we're trying to be, you know, figure out how to be comfortable, how to, you know, stay healthy, all, you know, you know, those kind of things, we don't have to have the flip of switch and the light comes on kind of, you know, solution. We can, we can manage with better designed homes. We can manage with, you know, leveraging solar better, like with, you know, 
heating water or solar gain in the winter and and passive solar you know passive solar design home so solar gain in the winter and no solar gain in the summer you know that kind of stuff there's just so many things that our ancestors yeah. knew instinctively practically and uh we've lost that knowledge but it's not that far away you know it's still it still can be reclaimed and you know, hand power. Like I, I have a couple of old bikes. I, I refuse to let my wife throw away because I figure, you know, I can go pull the alternator off the car and we can set it up and, you know, my, my I can have a kid powered uh, battery charger. So. <laughs> uh, Lots of ways that I think we can, you know, we can live well without having, you know, the grid. It's, it's convenient, but we don't have to have it. We can manage. You know. Sure. Nice. That, no, that was a that was a good wrap up summary to to the whole to the whole discussion. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, man. Yep. Good stuff. All right, uh, Christopher, plug your stuff. Yeah, so I am working on and and now we're in beta testing in a uh, for a device that uh, opens and closes the coop door on your chicken coop and sends you notifications if there's issues. Uh, the hard part's been working on the software, the the phone app, just banging my head against the wall. But we're, we'll get there. But uh, <clears throat> the idea is that um, when there is an issue, uh, it'll give you a notification, let you know, hey, there's some problem. And after uh, I conquer the coop, the idea is to take that same platform and expand out to all sorts of areas in the in the backyard, in the small agricultural space. So to keep an eye on things uh, to, you know, let you do uh, be feel more safe. It's called Secure Farm. So uh, you go up to the website, uh, securecoop.com, and uh, there I have the pre-sale going, and you got the coupon, um, Farm Hop Life Rocks. Forgot the get banner. The yep, get the coupon. I've got an ebook on coop protection, how to, 40 ways to protect your coop. Uh, get on the mailing list, and I'll give you updates of, as far as uh, the progress goes. And I'm hoping to start selling, get out of beta maybe in a few months. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Nice. Get to it. What are you doing? Uh, Working on solar. (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Uh, Christopher. Or sorry, Christopher. Long story. All right. Well, long story farms. We're we're at the uh, old barn market on uh, first and third Saturdays through through the year round. And we'll start with the Newberry market in the spring. We're trying to get our website going soon. And, uh, you know, pasture-raised meats, some eggs, especially produce, and uh, every now and then I bake some bread. So, all about, uh, you know, good food. So, check us out. Nice. Thank you. And Scott. Uh, Scott Miller, Thrive in the Future podcast. Positive solutions to help you thrive. Uh, it's thriveinthefuture.com and also on your fave podcast app throw that out because i know you like that matt also i still have some uh, elderberry cuttings and some comfrey at grownuttrees.com if you use farm hop life you get 10 percent off oh hey cool i didn't have to throw that in the banner for next time all right awesome it's thank you grownuttrees.com i'll have to throw that in the banner too lots lots to throw in the banner and i am matt derosier of farm hop life check us out farmhoplife.com so that's it thanks guys for being here take care All right. Thanks Thanks for the opportunity.